0: Welcome to the Elijah Streams Podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And
1: good afternoon, because it is the afternoon when I'm recording this with uh, um, um, David uh, David Herzog. Yeah, I'm a little scattered. My afternoons is a little harder to get into gear because I don't, don't normally do that many afternoon shows. Anyway, it's going to be a great show with David Herzog. Uh, Barry Wench will be with us on Thursday, so there's that. I want you to get that. Get, we don't have too many preliminaries, we want a quick a reminder of the great work you're doing with uh, the well, so here we go with that.
2: We are celebrating. Why? Because thousands of people cannot access clean water, and thousands have given their lives to Jesus because of the clean water ones that have been drilled. You are truly saving lives. You have no idea the peace of mind that you have brought to the mothers in these villages. Now, their young daughters don't have to travel alone for miles and miles to collect water. Instead, they can focus on school and family. Everyone is rejoicing and giving thanks. May God bless you all. Come with me as we go visit one of the mothers that you have impacted. Hello to see, see you and hey, I'm here with Pegson's family. Pegson is a mother of eight and she lives with some of her grandchildren. Before the new water wells were drilled in this community, they would walk two hours to the old water source to collect water. It was very hard for them. But now, everything has changed because they now have a new water source. Because of you, the water source is just two minutes away from their home. Stories have changed. Thank you for being a blessing. May God bless you. We would like to say thank thank you.
0: You have impacted so many lives by donating towards the drilling of water wells. But there are still people without access to clean water. Donate today at Elijah'sDreams.com slash donate.
1: Welcome, welcome back. I uh, hope you enjoyed that spot. Um, I, I always change favorites over time because each um, spot about the wells gives us different things. It gives me different things to be amazed at what we're doing, what you all are doing uh, as you drill these wells for these people. So we thank you for your generosity very, very much. All right. I think that's it. So we're going to bring David Herzog on. So here we go with that. There he is. Are you in Arizona today or where are you?
3: Yeah, I'm back in Arizona.
1: Good to see you. I mean, were you going Israel last time I talked with you? Um... I... Well, I, I know so. we had a show that didn't work out in Israel, and then we got you later. I, I didn't. Yeah, know. yeah, that
3: that was in May. This would be my third. I just came back my third trip to Israel. I'm going to be doing four trips to Israel this year. It's crazy.
1: That is good. crazy. Good crazy. That, yeah, it is good crazy. That's amazing.
3: I was there for the protest. I was there for the Earth seven point whatever earthquake in Turkey. I'm always there for something important going on.
1: That's amazing to me. That's amazing. Well, you definitely have a, have a call in your life, dude. Israel now Herzog. I gotta ask you that it's a Jewish sounding name. Is it are you Jewish? Yeah, are you 100% no,
3: no, half on my dad's side? My dad's Jewish.
1: Okay, I never even uh thought of that as a Jewish name, I just thought Herzog, I didn't know what it was. And then I saw some
3: kind of gives it away with the president of Israel right now is Herzog.
1: That's where I saw that. I couldn't remember where I saw it, but I saw that name in Israel. I thought, oh, -hmm. it's a a Jewish name. Didn't know
3: it's like Kennedy here, like the Kennedys, they'd be like. The street in front of the Knesset is Herzog Street, so
1: it's really
3: so. Yeah, so I have pretty good favor when I get to the airport. They, they always ask me, "Oh, are you related to?" And then Herzog was the general of the Six Day War, who also became president before his father, and grandfather. So it, it's it's like in the family line of the generals, presidents. And
1: are family. you is I mean how, how close do you come? I mean, to what degree are you close to them? I mean, in the bloodline, and all that.
3: Um, so I asked my an uncle. I found we have we have an uncle that lives in Europe and. I found out recently. He says, "Oh, we're directly related to them." I didn't even realize that. Like wow. that's our relatives, but I, I've not met them. You know, I could knock okay. on his door. Hey, I,
1: I'm your relative. Yeah, so I mean, that's got to open doors for you. No wonder you have such. I you mean, I, you. I mean, you obviously have God's favor. But yeah. you know, the Herzog thing. Now, were you raised with any kind of Jewish anything?
3: No. So my dad, after World War II, they escaped the Holocaust. They were running from the Nazis. He, they were living in France. Grandmother was Polish. His father was Austrian, but they're living in France and they made it through the whole war, French underground, helped them change their passports and survived to the end of the war. At 13 years old, my dad moved to the United States. So they didn't, they weren't religious because if you were religious, you were taken to the concentration camp. So they would actually go to the Catholic church so that they would hide their identity. So the neighbors would think, oh no, they're fellow Catholics. So they wouldn't tell the Nazis on them. And I think that had something to do with their, with their salvation later, because you know, they saw the statue of Jesus, and something happened. And my grandmother was born on December 25th. Even though we know that's not technically Jesus' right, birthday, but right? Right. So, so even though when other people would bash Jesus, my Jewish grandmother would say, "Oh, leave the poor guy alone." Okay, look at him on the cross. He suffered enough. And then later, my dad got saved, and then we got saved. So it's uh. So he didn't grow up religious, which probably made it easier. So I just grew up ten years old, born again, thirteen years old, that's filled the Holy you know, Spirit. No.
1: No, no I, Jewish holidays. Never,
3: doing, never. No. And then later, God began to show me about the feasts while I was on the mission field. He said, actually, these are my feasts, but they're like, he called them seasonal portals. So not in a religious legalistic way, but there's something happening in heaven during those feasts. And if you do it here, you actually get the download. You get the download of what's going on in heaven at that time. It's like, like interesting. Bob Jones.
1: I've heard you say that before. And that's the real thing, then you, you, you really get the download if you keep it during that time. It's not like you're a better Christian if you do that. Exactly.
3: Yeah, it's like like Bob Jones didn't know anything about anything Jewish. And every year on Yom Kippur, he would get this incredible download. Then later he realizes, oh, wow, Yom Kippur, that's a big point. So a lot of times Gentiles, we get it by by accident. You know, like, oh, every year at Pentecost or Passover, I preach. On the mission field, it would be the most powerful meetings, miracles. And I couldn't figure it out. And then after I understood about the feast, I went, oh. There is something to that because every time on that weekend, it'd be the most, and I wasn't planning it. So then we, that's why we do our conferences on purpose during the feast. There's something extra in the air because heaven's doing something different. So that's, that's what amazing. we
1: have- Yeah, I got to ask you a question. I, years and years ago, 25, 30 years ago, I made friends This is back when the, when the internet was brand, brand new and you could begin. So I was a member of a dream interpretation. This is really in the beginning. I was pretty good at uh, doing dreams. And so I, Join this secular dream interpretation. I'd always give the Christian, you know, bent to it. So I, I became friends with this young, very young Jewish girl, full Jewish on both sides. And then I lost track. It really was going for a while. She and I became friends. You know, she would she'd say, "How do you know this stuff?" Okay, so 25 years later, she contacts me, and now she's you know a much older mom with four children. Back wow. then, she was fresh out of high school and all of that. And so we, we, the the bottom line was like a couple, three years ago, three or four years ago, she wanted to bring, she's full Jewish, both sides, and she wanted to have her daughter bat mitzvah in Israel, in Jerusalem. And she'd never been there. Yeah. So I, on a really different thing, my wife and I prayed for just, you know, the full fare on our own to go to Jerusalem and wow. be at her daughter's bat mitzvah. Well. What I found out was this this young this woman's name is my friend is Melissa, but then her daughters and, and both Melissa and at least one or two of the daughters who had never been to Israel said this. I feel like I'm home. This is home. So I wanted to ask you, long story to ask you this. Did did any of that hit you when you started going to Israel that this felt like home?
3: Big time. The first time I went. I felt like I was in heaven. Like I felt the presence of God, and the, it's like the nation of the land welcome, welcoming me. I could, from the airport, I couldn't believe it. And in fact, I led this little old Jewish lady to the Lord at the airport, waiting for our Bible school team to come. We was like it was like a three week trip. I was on the mission field already. join my and on the plane, I'm reading a book: How to Share the Gospel to Jewish People. Right, because I'm in the church most of my life, and I know I'm Jewish, but I don't know anything about like how do I. And then yeah. I explained everything, and then I close the book, I pray the prayer, Lord, use me to win Jewish people. I closed it, and the Lord says, start with the lady right next to you, an old Jewish. <laughs> and I go, hey, how you doing? I start talking, I told her about the Messiah, Yeshua, and she goes, really, he's the Messiah? And I, okay, and she prayed me, she got saved. And I, and I led 13 people to the Lord on that trip. And when I got back to the mission field, my ministry exploded, and the Lord said, because you blessed Israel, Romans 11, Paul's key, Paul said, I, "I'm a uh, apostle to the Gentiles, but my key is I magnify my ministry by going to the Jew first and winning some of them, or making them jealous at least. So I would do that. So I go to Israel, I come back, my ministry exploded. Five years revival, six months revival. Go back again, come back. I'm doing civic center stadiums. I'm on TBN in Europe, and I realized a key was anything you do to speed up Israel's revival." Everything you're doing in your in your ministry explodes. And that's, that's that most people don't get. So like we're, we just did Israel, right? This is the second one in Israel this year we did outreach. And now we're going to Pakistan a second time, double portion, 100,000. Now we're doing 200,000 crusade in one night. I mean, so every time I go to Israel, it opens up the nations. The harvest just keep ex- exponential. The finances or the favor or the, it, it's a key that I think most people don't get because Jesus is not coming back till Israel's ready. That's what he said. When are you going to come? When you say, blessed is you, Yeah, I, I thought it was, okay, when North Korea gets saved, Saturday, the last holdouts. Because even if they get saved and there's not a remnant in Israel saved, he can't come back yet. So, so I start realizing I'm speeding up the remnant in Israel, which speeds up the worldwide harvest, which speeds up his return.
1: That, you know, in that scripture, the last couple of years, God's been highlighting that because I'd never heard it preached that way until God began to speak to me about it individually and he was that scripture where he's outside of Jerusalem he'll say he, jesus said you won't see me again until you say blessed is he that comes in the name of the lord and you're talking about now we go fast forward two thousand years and we're getting close to the time when the jewish people will say blessed is he that comes is that about right
3: well i was amazed we just did it last saturday uh july 22nd we had f- between 450 and 500 get saved mostly ukrainian jews some russian jews and you know what was weird this is in Jerusalem on Shabbat, right? You would think that's not the place to do it. And they were thanking me with tears. Thank you for bringing the gospel to me. Thank you for the miracles that ha- a lot of healings happen. I mean, that's, un- I've done some Jewish outreaches in the past in America. And, you know, we have four, or three, 400 saved, but someone would get up and start screaming and get, and nothing of that. It's getting more and more like hungry as long as it's the right people that are ready. So the gospels preached to the poor, the Bible says, those are the poor, one of the poorest ones that come in from Ukraine, have no money. They know they're Jewish, but they don't know anything. And they're wide open. So it's, I was amazed. I mean, they're thanking me with tears as I'm leaving everybody. I'm like, what? This is crazy. In the middle of riots and protests in Israel and possible war, in the middle of that, right in the heart of Jerusalem.
1: West That's British. amazing. Now, people may, watching this may not know or remember that we've said we've now supported two of your mission trips to Israel. Totally. Totally. Um, you know, and I think it was like. I think it was thirty thousand and one, and maybe fifty thousand. Do you remember? I don't remember exactly.
3: Yeah, you, but you, you guys give you guys give big chunks of pay. Yeah, money. it was a big
1: time amount because I wanted to. I wanted us to feel like we kind of did that one. Maybe not all of it, but yeah. we did a significant oh, yeah. portion of that. Yeah, and big so, time. Yeah, so those of you who are watching, when you give, it's not just to Uganda. We've given a lot, a lot, a lot to Israel, and there'll be more of that to come. We gave to Pakistan twice, I think. I was almost. about
3: to say that. You did. Yeah. and we, That's 100,000 people got saved. And A lot of it was through your... So you're, you're actually winning more souls than most people. because I know.
1: Isn't that crazy? It's amazing. Yeah. One,
3: one offering, you could you could like finance a whole crusade.
1: Man, well, talk, about, millions. talk about, let's say, this ministry uh, supporting all the souls getting saved and then the people, mainly the people who are giving into the ministry, which really gets it done. Do they literally get a reward in heaven for the souls or what? Or is it just in general because they gave?
3: No, no. They get for the souls as well as financial because the Bible says when King David went out to war to, to recapture the, the women and the treasures that was taken, there's a scripture about that. And he said, okay, those who go on the front lines get the same reward as those who stayed back to watch their stuff. Remember that they, they, they were stolen from the enemy and yeah. they go, what do I do, Lord? And his men were mad at David and they wanted to overthrow him. And he says, you'll go and overtake them and recapture what you lost. And he said, those who go into battle will get the same reward as those who stay back to hold the fort. And they were upset. The warriors that were going out risking their life were like, hey, we should get more. We're the one going out. And he said, no, but you would have nothing to come back to if there's. So those who are giving, you're the supply line. You're the one holding the fort. So for us to go out on the front lines and risk our life, it's, I believe you get the same
1: reward. I yeah. do Because it. And, and it, it wouldn't happen. It makes sense then. And, but what if, okay, now I'm going to ask, well, you may not know these. I, I usually like to go to the next level on my questions. But, <laughs> you know, what if they gave willingly to support this ministry and had no idea that their money was going to go to Israel uh, to bless them? Do they, does the reward still pass through? you know how many
3: times people have given to our ministry and they didn't know that we use a a chunk of it for Israel or an offering in a conference. And we're like, you know what? We're going to just send those to Israel and we get emails. Oh my God. I got so blessed giving to your ministry last week or last month. I sold my house. I got a hundred thousand dollar inheritance. And and they didn't. And I tell them, Oh, you didn't know that money was going to Israel. So God sees it's like unsaved people. Sometimes they accidentally get blessed because they do the right thing anyway. And it works like Proverbs. So, and then, so there's two things that bring the bit, huge harvest I've seen in favor from God is anything to do with Israel, either humanitarian or souls, and number two, the harvest of souls, like crusades, stadiums, because in the end, that's what Jesus died for. In the very end, yeah, we can build churches, we can do all this other stuff, and that's important, but at the very end, you can only take souls back with you to heaven. So that's I've noticed when I give to other people, also doing anything with Israel or or massive soul winning, I see the greatest results in many areas of my life, not just finances.
1: So good, so good, so good. We we'll talk about. Let's see. We talked about Israel. Um, in, in, I know we have a video and some pictures. So, so lead us into what you want us to show, and then talk oh, yeah. about any of that.
3: So, you want to watch the video now?
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's watch that because I haven't seen it. So, so have the yeah,
3: video that we had made right after the, the event, just to kind of give you a little idea of what happened. So All you right. can roll. You can roll All the right. video. Here we go. guys, I'm David Herzog. We're here in Jerusalem. We just did the outreach. Over 500 people received the Lord right here in Israel, in Jerusalem. It's Shabbat today, and miracles happened. We had healings of all kinds just popping all over the auditorium. We brought in these violinists from Moldova, incredible musicians that begin to sing and worship and do all kind of fun, kind of Eastern European Jewish music. We allowed them to come on a tour. We have like I think like 10 tour buses here of people, we provided them a free tour of Jerusalem and many of them live in the south, or southern part of Israel and we're about to eat a meal with them and a beautiful meal that we prepared for them. It's just wonderful. Over 500 receiving the Messiah right here in the heart of Israel in Jerusalem. I mean, you can't think of a better place. It's a little bit hot here, but the Holy Spirit is hot as well. The joy of the Lord broke out, um, just all kind of miracles, like like arms that were healed and eyes that were healed. and legs that were healed and and I think tumors and pains and bones and all kind of just miracles start breaking out. And then the presence of God came in the room as I was sharing the gospel that the only way to salvation is through the Messiah, that there's no temple in Jerusalem and there's no blood sacrifice that can cover our sins because there's no temple. And even if there was, the only sacrifice now is the Messiah, Yeshua, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world and they understood the gospel. Pretty much every hand went up that I could see in the auditorium, and then thinking and praising the Lord and thanking me for sharing the gospel, which is very rare. In some places, you know, it's more, not not as welcoming, but somehow something is happening here in Israel, in Jerusalem, there's a harvest of souls happening right here, and I wanna thank everyone that's been praying, that gave towards this, that's been fasting, something is happening, we're so excited, amen.
1: Great video. Great report. Well done. Well documented. Well said. And your your part of now these were primarily Ukrainian Jews. Is that right? Yeah.
3: Yep. Yeah. yeah. The the ministry we work with here that helps us to, to gather them, they well, we have a humanitarian organization separately. And so we've been feeding a lot of them. We're not you're not allowed to mix evangelism with humanitarian in Israel, it's against the law. So we separately just feed them. And this is a separate thing where they get invited. Hey, would you want to go on a free tour? So we actually create a free tour. Because a lot of them have never visited Israel. They're just whatever little town they're living in, that's all they know. They've never even been to Jerusalem. So they're like, wow, free trip to Jerusalem, free food, visit the the city, a a lecture on the supernatural, which we do. And we bring these violinists in that play this Eastern music they're used to, and they love it. They start dancing and get excited, and the atmosphere just opens up. And then I just come up and start sharing the gospel. I use humor. I use different – and then I start moving and stuff. And – they're always all open. And then I tell them, these miracles are not for me. It's from the Messiah, Yeshua, who came 2,000 years ago, rose from the dead. And I just say the whole, and you could hear a pin drop when you mentioned that part of it, you know, Jesus, Yeshua, it's like, Ugh. and then they listen, they, and they, every hand goes up. I, really? I, I never see the resistance over there. You would think it'd be worse there. Yes, I would
1: think that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you're
3: doing it, well, if you did it to 500 Orthodox rabbis, you might get killed. You know? Yeah. But if you... <laughs> So it depends on who your audience is. You know, well, they're, right.
1: they're, and do, do these, uh, is it primarily a story they've never heard before? Have they not heard the story? What, well, they're
3: from, they're from Ukraine and some Russia, right? So th- those are ca- Christian type of countries. Even Russia claims to be Christian now. Ukraine, you have churches all over. In fact, Ukraine has had one of the biggest revivals in Europe before the war. I've been there four times Ukraine was the number one revival nation of Europe.
0: Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com give.
3: Before this war started. Really? So, so they've heard it either from the, the Orthodox Christian or, you know, they've seen it somewhere. And they're not usually that religious in Ukraine because it's very secular, you know. And they, a lot of them had money when they were there and they lost everything. They come to Israel and they're open. They're like, man, I lost everything. They see the miracles. Someone's offering them a free, a, a free tour. You know, they're like, and there's no pressure. Really. And they're told in a friend, this lecture is about Yeshua. They know it's going to be about explaining Jesus Yeshua. You're not required to do anything, so they know. And they're, they're touched. You know, the Holy Spirit touches them, and they get saved. And then they're all followed up because, they're, you know, the people we work with, they have their address. You have to have their number and their contact to get them on the buses for security. And They invite them to other stuff, and that's how they, they get discipled, and it's amazing.
1: That's and when do you go back next? When's your next trip?
3: Um, I'll go back again in October. Okay, wow for, during the Feast of Tabernacles.
1: Oh wow, yeah, so, so you go there during the busy, busy part, huh? That's we crazy.
3: usually we usually always go during the Feast of Tabernacles every year, and usually I take a tour. This time I'm I'm not, I'm speaking there again, but we did our tour in May. So I had a prophecy last year, you're gonna be in Israel a lot more than you realize. I think this will be four times this year. I've never done four. I've done two, you know, four. So like well, something I mean, really I happening mean, in that nation. industry is
1: really. exploding, you know. That's amazing, amazing. amazing but we're more. going. To,
3: but we're. But that's not the only nation. Like this year, I still have to. I was in Argentina earlier this year. I still have to go to preach in London, Paris, Philippines, Israel, Pakistan. There's so many. I don't know how we're doing it all, but we're doing it.
1: If they, if people, I see here, I can't try to point to it over there. <laughs> the the gloryzone.org is that where they would hear about these trips? Yeah. and so, so they could yeah. support the, support the our viewers could look at it and go, well, man, I want to support the next trip or whatever, something like that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The gloryzone.org, you can do that. Um, yeah. The, our, our big one that we're really focusing on is so, Pakistan, we've never done 200,000 people in one service. So that's a big, big thing. If we pull this off, which I believe we will, then next year we might even be able to do half a million or I, the guy there wants to be, able, he, he's done it before one time. He wants me to do a million people one time if possible. So that would be just crazy. But each one that we do builds for the next, you know, so it's like a snowball effect. And we do different cities. So it's not the same city. It's brand new souls every time. But this is 200,000 people in one service. Muslims getting saved. I mean, that's.
1: Yeah. Hey, I remember one question I was going to ask you before you left it. Because they came from a Christian or a previously Christian nation, and there's orthodox this and this and that and catholic and all the different kinds of flavors of christianity why did they not accept yeshua then and why was it so easy now or maybe it's just self evident why it was so easy
3: yeah, yeah because when you're jewish in a, in a in a christian nation you're considered different okay you're you're jewish even though you're not religious you're still you're jewish your parents tell you oh you know you're jewish you're not catholic you're not christian you're jewish okay so they have that in their head, like I'm just Jewish. Even if they don't, even in America, even if they're not religious about it, because it's not just religion; it's a race. You're a Jewish person. So in their mind, when you share the gospel, Jewish people many times they'll say, even in America, "Oh no, thank you. I, I'm Jewish." As if you would go, "Oh, I'm so sorry for bothering you." Then, that's which is ridiculous. But now they're in their homeland; they're in Israel. Everyone's Jewish. So I explain to them, "I'm Jewish. This person's Jewish. This this pastor is Jewish. You're in, and Jesus is Jewish. He died right here, a few feet." Not far from this building we're at right now. So it starts to connect when they're in the land. And that's why God says, I want to bring you back to the land. I'm going to bring you from the four winds because in Israel, he said, I'll cleanse you in the land. So a lot of Jews will get saved when they get to Israel. So that's why there's more. We used to do a lot. We did like Las Vegas, L.A., different Jewish, New York, Brighton Beach. We saw 400 saved in Brighton Beach, New York. But more and more are moving back to Israel. And that's where they're going to get saved because they're home now. So now it doesn't feel like oh I'm I'm accepting this foreign religion this Gentile non-Jewish people's religion of some Gentile Jesus it's I'm receiving my Jewish Messiah in Israel it, it, does that make sense it, it yeah, feels like yeah it does oh, make sense not, they realize it's not a foreign thing it happened all right
1: here yeah it does make sense but I hadn't pre-thought that and I mean I'm glad I asked that because it makes perfect sense no wonder even people uh, I know there must be people sponsoring. Uh, the Jewish people from for getting over here is that something that Israel pays to still bring them home, or are people having to raise money to get them home?
3: I mean, there are the government does bring some, but there's a lot of ministries that actually more. I think more come from those ministries that bring them okay. you know, that bring them, but then a lot of those ministries don't share the gospel to them at all.
1: Oh, fact, okay. A,
3: a lot of them you think they're Christian and they're not at all. They're Jewish. Organizations that work with Christians, they'll put like Pat Robinson on there. So, see, we work with everybody, but they're not allowed to share the gospel, and they don't believe in it, a lot of them. They're completely like, no, we just want to get them over and fulfill that prophecy. So it's okay. God God will use them to bring them, and God will use others like us to get them to the next level. So God, it all works. But there are some. The government does bring some. But I'd say, I think a lot of it is also ministries helping them come as well
1: so good so good so good all right let's talk about maybe unless you i don't know if you did about the favor and blessings for harvesting of souls was there anything else you wanted? i see something about a two-year window and i wanted to ask you about what that's all about
3: yeah so the he kept telling me since last year you have a two-year window to reach the maximum amount of souls with the least resistance and even the last couple weeks i'm getting a lot more clarity on why that is so 2023 like right now it's wide open i mean we're going crazy 2024 we're going to do a lot more stuff again and other in around the world but by 2025 it it doesn't mean you can't win the harvest but you might not be able to go and do you know a million people or you know whatever in certain countries so part of it is the timing of things so yeah I I mentioned AI and CBDCs I I was going to talk about this yeah go
1: ahead so so the
3: electronic currency is basically no privacy they know everything it once that comes in full play They'll, and it's about it's going to take about two years to fully get it on board it's starting to come out and at first it'll be voluntary kind of like the vaccine you know oh yeah you don't have to you know you still use your bank then let's say the banks crash because the economy is really at breaking point the dollar is losing 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 value they know it they have to switch to the system to stay in control or else the whole dollar system collapses so they want to go di- digital they can just print money digitally but the problem is and it's like they're copying the China model China it's a social, Credit thing, so it's not just you have your money on your app on your phone. It's connected to your Facebook. It's connected to your health records. Your your, your if, if you took all your vaccines, it's all connected. If you post something or give like the Canadian truckers, you know they gave yeah their accounts are blocked. So if you give us something they don't agree, or I want to give you this crusade over here through the digital system, that they could just block it and go, oh no, you're, it's not working. Sorry, sir. Or you posted something last month that you didn't agree with this law and it blocked your account. You're socially not being a good boy. So, so this system is coming in, and, and AI, which is super, super intelligent, is able to keep track of it. With, before AI, they couldn't really pull this off. So, it's a combination of the AI thing coming, combined with the digital currency. But there's no fear in the Lord. There's always a way out of it. Even look at China. I know people on the underground church in China. China's still growing, the church is still growing, and they're under lockdowns, they're under persecution, they're under digital everything. And they always find ways around the system and are growing in leaps and bounds. So, but you can't go to China and do a crusade of 200,000 people. Not, you can't get more than 200 people in a room before the police shut it down. So God's going to give us alternate methods of, of, you know, he shows you things in advance, like Agabus, Sodom, a famine was coming, yeah. and, it gives, and it gives you a plan how to circumvent it. So even in Taiwan, I was in Taiwan right before the pandemic, February, 2020, I did a big event with all leaders. I prophesied some stuff that was coming with China and different things. And then they told me, the intercessor said, you know what? We already know China's going to take us over. It's not like Ukraine where we're, we're going to fight it. They, they said, we already know. God showed us. And God didn't show us to fight it. We, we pray it gets delayed. We pray it doesn't happen. But we know inevitably it will. God gave us a strategy on how to evangelize China from within. Which, Whoa. Whoa. And, and hiding different Bibles and different backup systems and meeting places. So they're already way up. So again, I think the Eastern Church—we can learn a lot from them. We're fearing stuff that's already happening over there, and yet they're flourishing. So there's going to be alternate, even like Goshens. We hear a lot about the word Goshens. Yeah. Alternate ways. Goshen of,
1: is where we're, where the Israelites were protected under Joseph when they when he yeah. brought them in, right? So so people know what a Goshen is. It's a place of protection.
3: Yeah. So your house could be a Goshen. I know I know of communities being formed in America. A little bit rural areas outside the big cities and so people that want don't want to be part of the system there will be alternate ways of bartering of, of you know so basically you don't want to just rely only on the banking system for all your needs you have to think outside the box you know food gold silver alternate ways and not every country in the world will get online at the same time so the less modern countries let's say thailand or costa rica they're not going to be as organized which is good you know so sometimes it, it, you have to look in the chaos that comes there's always a, a silver lining but at the same time when the big things happen and it looks terrible for those of the remnant that are hearing God's voice God can actually bless you more when when Egypt crashed the Israelites got the gold the silver the glory cloud in fact it was the biggest revival in Egypt tons of Egyptians got saved because it says when Israel left Egypt a mixed multitude followed them those are Egyptians who decided to serve the God of Israel
1: Oh, and I,
3: and I meet people to this day that are Israelis, Jewish, but they say, but we have Egyptian in our bloodline. We're one of those that left with the Israelites.
1: In really? Italy. I didn't realize that. I didn't know what the mixed multitude was, was people deciding to follow the God of, of the Jews. That's right? of all,
3: yeah, so when America gets shaken, I believe, that, you know, it, it's going to be economic for sure, but it doesn't mean you have to suffer. If God shows you what's coming, like the 1929 crash, people that foresaw it and put their money in different things. They actually became multimillionaires during the crash. Um, Jacob, in the year famine, he reaped a hundredfold, a hundred times. or uh, He did the wells. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is, if you're prophetic, that's your edge, and you're living holy. He'll show you. It says, "Pray that you may be kind of worthy to escape these things coming on the earth. Pray that you be made kind of worthy, so God will show you stuff before they happen. And you like, okay, during the pandemic, a lot of ministries that heard the Lord and shifted some things. I actually did better in 2020 than we any did. other time. We
1: did. We did. We exploded our, during that time. Yep.
3: Ours as well. We exploded because we shifted more stuff online. I did some different things. We bought a, our our ministry center like a four and a half acre. I don't know how we did it. It was supernatural, and we weren't traveling hardly at all. Like it was just so. And yet others, the ministry we bought the building from, they lost. They they went terrible because they were sticking to an old model of just whoever shows up on Sunday, and so half didn't, three fourths didn't show up anymore. They watch online. They didn't give. And so we got, but they said to me, the pastor said, I'm happy you're buying it because at least the ministry, they, they built it from scratch. Yeah, you, Something good is going to keep happening. Yeah,
1: at least this. they, so, I can see that they took joy, joy in that. Okay, so let me ask you this. I, I told you off the air, I was going to ask this part, and I, I haven't heard your answer yet, but um, I, I've been hearing for a year or two, the CBDC central bank digital currency and, and, and how evil it is and how, how they can, you know, know exactly what you're doing, what you're buying all of the things you just shared, but some of them were saying don't take it, don't accept it, don't receive that. Um, And uh, some of them were secularly saying that. They weren't saying trust God. They were just saying don't don't take the digital currency. I mean, is there some option that people are going to have for at least for a while to not take it? Because I think you did say a few minutes ago at first it will be voluntary.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they know they know, especially the U.S. population are not the kind that just give into everything. At least half our country is not, especially after the last pandemic, they're like they don't trust anything. So yeah. they're going to go they're going to go really slow. I'm sh- and they're going to what I'm reading is, oh, it's just a, a new system like PayPal, but faster to pay your taxes. It's like, a, you know, to pay. But we already have those. We have Swift. We have PayPal. So why don't? what's the real purpose? We have crypto. It's control. So at first, they're going to get people. Um, kind of like those who took the jab. Hey, we'll give you 500 bucks if you come get it early. So they're already, I've seen it already. They're already offering incentives now uh, to actually 2 million people around the world have already started on it. Not in America yet. And so, hey, 100 bucks credit if, if you get it, if you're an early adopter to test this thing out. So it's going to be like a fun, hey, easier way at first. And then if there's a banking collapse, then it's going to be like, hey, how do I get my money out of the bank? It was closed for two weeks. How much did you have in there? I had $50,000. Okay, you can get it out, but you have to use it. You have to get it on your digital. You have to transfer it to the digital dollar. Then you can use your money. So there's going to be, so you got to be smart. You got to be smart. And because once once you're in that, I mean, you don't have the freedom. They know everything, they're tracking everything. So I would say resist as much as possible. Now, maybe, I don't know, I'm still praying on this. Is there a way to have like a dummy account where you just have like, But then, you know, you have some money to pay some stuff but your other stuff somewhere else. But the only problem with that is they're going to require an eye scan for this digital thing. So everything you do on that is tracked. So I don't know if it's still possible to be like, okay, with this digital currency, I'm just going to pay my regular bills and not do anything else. But yet this is going to be, you know, secret or it's going to be, uh, I don't know, um, cash, gold, silver, food, bartering stuff. And there's going to be communities of people that are going to be. So I think there's going to be a resistance to it to those who know what's coming. But they know that. They're not dumb. So they're going to come out and make it like, oh, what are you guys worried about? Oh, that's conspiracy. We're not going to force anything. You're not going to lose your job if you don't take the jab. Come on. It's just voluntary. Those who want to, we respect your right. And then later is, oh, you don't do this, you lose your job. You don't do this, you can't travel.
1: So I guess we're going to get good. So we got that. We want to talk about uh, uh, the the angel armies that you were going to talk about. I think we've got enough on that. Uh, by the yeah. way, I think you stayed close to your computer. You, you got a little faint there for a little bit. I think you got a little farther back from it or something. Okay. There you go. Know? That's it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, talk about what you wanted to talk about the angel armies for the harvest.
3: Yeah, so when, when I see these mass crusades, uh, the, when I did it in 2019, I did a crusade in, um, where was it, in Mexico City with Maldonado, Apostle P- Maldonado. We preached together there, 22,000 people. And I saw for the first time, the angelic realm, it was these different kind of angels, these very large angels. And souls were just being swept into the kingdom. The power, I think St. Jacobs was also with us there. The glory came. Um, the, I saw the angelic that I had never seen before. And I said, Lord, what is that? He said, that's my end time angelic army. That's the host of heaven. That's the one you're going to need to defeat the demonic entities coming out in the last days. And, and I said, well, give me some examples. And he said, well, when they left Egypt, one angel took out how many people? When Sodom and Gomorrah, um, David and Goliath. He said, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Ooh, so when I do a mass crusade, I actually pull that weapon out. I go tonight, I release the, Lord, the captain of the Lord of hosts of the angel armies. And when I say that, it's like if you release Jehovah Rapha, my healer, you get a healing. You release deliverance, you get delivered. You release, he's with the savior. You release Lord of hosts, you get the end time angelic armies reserved for the last days. And what that does, it displaces principalities and powers when you're in that glory realm. And so that's kind of like the headbutt. And so in the last days gonna be fallen angels working on the earth, you know, he's cast out a second heaven to the earth. What was the earth? You hear about these AIs and half breeds and half Nephilim and human and all this kind of crazy stuff that's gonna be on the earth. So how do you overcome that? And, and, And this is before the Lord returns, this is already happening, it's not after. You need to work with heaven more, angels more, prophet. We just have to press in it's a battle between evil and good, but we have greater. Is He that's with us? Two thirds of the angels did not fall; only one third fell. You work yep. with the angels, but I think a lot of Christians are so cerebral they don't work with heaven. So, like, like if I didn't have the supernatural, I was just a, a normal Christian without the supernatural. I would be freaked out. You couldn't be I,
1: doing. You couldn't have t- told any of these testimonies if you didn't have the supernatural with you. I would just be hiding
3: in my house and creating a bunker and just waiting for. But but no, we're on offense because we have no fear because we know things. He lets us know things, and he even gives us timelines. Hey, Dave, you got about two years for this, then shift over to this way of doing. And so, because we have the Lord that way, I look at Paul. They tried to kill him. They couldn't get the guy. Bitten by a venomous snake in Malta, shipwrecked, stoned to death. I mean, this guy kept. He was always Mm -hmm. one step ahead. Yeah.
1: Good. Very 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 good. Oh yeah. 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 One one last
3: thing. The angels. I forgot to mention. So there's this, if you read the book of Revelation, there's the sickle. It says, release the angel to reap the harvest of the earth. That's the first sickle. That's what's happening now, the harvest. Then the second sickle is the judgment harvest, the grapes of wrath. So right now we need to reap the harvest of souls before all the bad stuff happens. You know, we know there's going to be wars, rumors of wars, famine, all, that, all the bad stuff. But before that, it's happening. But before that ramps up to a higher degree, right now there's angels with sickles ready to reap that harvest. If we just re- work with those angels, and that's why we're going for harvest now. Work while it's day, because night is coming where no man can work, or at least not as easy.
1: By the way, on that thing about the angels that reap, yeah, I don't know if God's shown you what that looks like, because the hosts fight on behalf of, of the whole thing we're doing. They protect, they, they drive out the demonic, they drive out probably human um, uh, detractors that are, are going to stand in the way. Totally. Uh, what are the angels, because even Jesus said the angels are those that reap. What does reaping look like? What is an angel that reaps? Do you, do you have any insight into that? Have you seen what it looks like?
3: Well, yeah. Like a, like in our crusades, I don't know how to, 100,000 people just show up. I don't know how, I mean, sure, we have to organize it, but there's a supernatural element of these gathering, reaping angels that draw them and they'll give testimonies. I didn't even know about this. I something told me. I wasn't even, how did you get here? I don't know. I was just walking by, I was driving by, and something pulled me to go to this park, and I was in this crusade, and I got saved. Like, those are angels that bring wow. supernatural, besides the advertising or the buses that we bring. There, there's a lot of that that angels will work. So, if you work with the angelic, we have protection. And we'll, I actually find myself, I feel safer in Pakistan with the angelic army than I do in America doing nothing for the Lord. Because I, I have all these supernatural bodyguards. Huge got dudes in the spirit realm that I'm actually is actually safer on offense than defense.
0: Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com/give and become a partner today.
3: Because you have all of heaven backing you up. Now you just at your house doing nothing. You don't. You don't need all of heaven backing you up. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah. You just have right so. your. Head
3: and you. you can hit fall down the tub. And, you know. If you don't have the glory,
1: you know, and Kat, I don't know if you know Kat Kerr, but she, her, her whole one of her main ministry emphasis is sending the host. Exactly the same thing. You know, she may use different words or different. But she said, God met, I don't think it was 2012, give or take. that said, I'm going to teach you about the heavenly host and how to how to work with them uh, in these last days. So uh, or in these days. So she teaches that a lot and a lot. As a result of that, my prayer and decrees are very, very much wrapped up on a very on a daily basis with sending the host the same thing you're saying except i do it around here without a hundred thousand but we have hundreds of thousands online yeah. that watches it, so it's a yeah, same you're, idea
3: to you're, you're the same you're reaching the masses but through media
1: yeah the same.
3: I, i'm doing when i'm there i'm on national or it's a national christian tv show so it's, it's the whole and it's physical but you really feel it when you're physically on the ground you feel yeah. the demonic and you're like oh lord you got to show up here and then you get up and start to say that you feel, boom. and then the mass miracles that you see, like the last time was mass miracles and mass deliverances on a scale I'd never seen before. It was just like people foaming at the mouth, writhing on the floor, just in mass, hundred. Is that
1: is the are the hosts causing the deliverances or? Oh yeah. It, okay. Yeah,
3: cause, because because they're demons, right? Yeah. So the angels are there. They're like, hey, what are you doing here? And they see these big angels with all these weapons. They're like, ah, they just start running. It's uh, no, it's it's awesome. So yeah, the host of heaven is it's uh King David used it with a go- Goliath. Goliath Goliath was like was like a Nephilim, basically, you know, Goliath was half breed and he goes, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, and then he swung that slingshot and just got him, you know, perfect game. I mean, so yeah, these it, was- it may
1: not have even been perfect, but it hit in the perfect spot anyway, because the host just grabbed it with who knows? It probably was just David, but um, Well, maybe it, it he wasn't have,
3: a good aim, but God
1: made him look yeah. better. Was. Exactly, because he had such <laughs> he had such favor with God that he knew his God. And So he says, those that know the God will do exploits. Well, well, exploits. In other words, you might be a bad shot, but you'll still do exploits. Just release the shot and let God put it in the right place. You know, who knows? I mean, it's fun to think about that.
3: I, well, I feel like that sometimes. I'll launch out in some big faith thing that God tells me to do, and I'm thinking, Am I doing this right? Am I am I doing connecting the right way? And somehow it all works out. Somehow. Because I'm obeying what I think God told me, yeah. And even if I don't do it all perfect, it ends up it works out. At me. Well, yeah, I,
1: that's one of the things I've said for a long time. A year, a lot of years, is when that subject will come up. I say, well, I don't know what to do. What if I mess up? And it, they said, the Lord said, just do something. So if you do something, God that gives God permission to stand behind you and make your feet go in the right direction. Well, yeah, as an example, or the or the stone going to the into the Goliath's forehead. He just wants you to move in to demonstrate faith, and he does all the all the rest and stays anonymous while he's doing it. You know?
3: Well, when he asks you to do something that's bigger than you, you're like, wow, I don't know if I can do that. That's how you, how you know it's God, because it's bigger than you know you could do. If it's something you can do, you, you might take the credit, but he tells you to do something so big, you're like, oh man, how am I going to do that? How am I going to yes. even show up on stage and have the power of God to move? Like, oh God, you feel so in yourself, you feel like nothing. And that's actually the place where God really blesses you when you know you in yourself
1: you don't have it. He wants all the credit. That's the whole thing. So good, so good. Let's see, I'm looking at our notes together. See if we covered. That. I don't know if we have one other uh, talk. I, I guess you did talk about the Lord of Hosts and Lord of Hosts in the battle. Uh, let's do this. I um, feel like praying for the people, and then when you're all done, uh, when you're done praying, we'll talk about the upcoming events. Make sure if there's anything you want people to know that's different. Did we have a? We we have a graphic. We'll show the graphic of your. Crusades or something coming up. I'm trying to remember what yeah. it was. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and pray for the people if you will and whatever God will do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, then,
3: and we, can t- we can even talk about Rosh Hashanah, why, why that's really big. The next yeah. Big yeah. Yeah. Why, yeah. why that's important spiritually. But Lord, I just pray for the people watching. I pray for your glory to come mm. upon them. I pray they would fear not for the days ahead. The Bible says mm. fear not. there be no fear whatsoever. Let your glory, your tangible presence invade them right now where they're at. And give them faith to accomplish the call and dreams that you gave them before. Let them not put it on the back burner. Let them know now is the time to step out into the deep because the souls are waiting. Maybe there's a book you're supposed to write, a church you're supposed to plant, uh, a media product. Whatever it is God put in your heart, don't wait because, oh, things are going to get crazy. Do it now while the door's open. There's a favor. There's a window of time to launch out into the thing God told you. And I just pray for favor and even healings of our bodies right now. Healings over over physical bodies, every immune system issues, autoimmune disease, be healed in Jesus' name. And lay hands on your body if you're sick. Lord, I just decree healing over the airwaves right now. Like we had uh, Sunday night and revival night. We had so many miracles. Let the miracles begin to flow. Let the metal plates disappear off the bodies. Tumors and cysts begin to drop in Jesus' name. Headaches and migraines to go. Every kind of sickness, lupus and blood diseases. Lift off their bodies right now in Jesus' name. Just check your body, do something you couldn't do before, and let Steve mm. know or the ministry know what happened. They'd love to hear it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. What were you going to say about Rosh Hashanah? And
3: yeah, yeah. So so the, the, the seasonal portals, you know, the big ones, the, the next big one coming up is in the fall. You know, Rosh Hashanah, and then of course Yom Kippur and Tabernacles. So Rosh Hashanah is the head of the year, it's the beginning of the year of God's calendar. And oftentimes the fall is new things, new assignments get given to you. People move usually by that time, new school year. You know, we think January 1st, it's not really, I mean, what changes between the end of December and January, it's still cold. (laughs) It's not not a new school year. It's just the Roman calendar, but God works on the Hebrew calendar. He's the one that gave it. So when you show up at Rosh Hashanah, it's like the books of heaven are open during that time. Rosh Hashanah goes right up into Yom Kippur. It's those 10 days of awe. And then, so during that time, it's God decides what's going to happen for the next 12 months. It's so important that the Israelites believed and they was taught that how you interact between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur will determine the next 12 months of your life, even who lives and who dies. So in Israel, many people would, will call each other up and say, hey, I'm sorry I was mean to you or, or I, I kind of ripped you off on that business deal. Even secular well, Jews.
1: Well, that are
3: not well, just, they, because they know Yom Kippur, they all fast, even AIDS is so fast. Because they know just in case I want to make sure everything's right with God, and they don't have Jesus, right? But that's their understanding. But in the heavenly realm, I saw it. The books were open, like Daniel says, and the books were opened. And so nations come before the throne, ministries, personal, everything comes up to like it's like your court case is up, and your name's being called, and, and you want to make sure it's like course of heaven, right? The course of heaven teaching. You want to make sure that everything's aligned correctly because September is when new beginnings begin to happen. You don't want to go around the same mountain for another 12 months and stay stuck in a rut. So, so it's really key. And that's why we have our conference during that time. Some really powerful prophetic voices like Chris Reed and Jane Hammond. And and, and we just, you know, we press pressed in and that heavy. We have miracles and all that, but we also have clear prophetic for the days ahead so we can be aligned correctly. And this, this is
1: the one coming up here?
3: Yeah, right there. You can go to thegloryzone.org to register for that right here in the Chandler-Phoenix area. Yeah, Steve Swanson, did you know him? Oh, yeah, he heart. comes
1: with us to Israel every time.
3: Well, he lives like 30 minutes away. so he's, he's, Oh, he does? Oh, yeah, he's been our worship guy since 2006. Oh, he's
1: amazing, isn't he? Yeah, he came with us. He comes with us to Israel leads the worship. It was phenomenal because yeah. he had Robin Bullock with him. We had Robin Bullock, and they wow. did the guitar. It was powerful.
3: Yeah, he was texting me. Steve was texting me. He's very funny. He texts me all kind of funny stuff. He goes, oh, I just missed you. I'm in Israel. You just left. No, he He, he had a ball with you guys. He loved it.
1: He's he's fun and funny, hilarious guy. It was just it was hilarious, and, and yeah, when he's doing worship, even though he's having fun, he's as serious as a heart attack about really doing doing the right thing at the right time oh, yeah. in the spirit. Yeah,
3: for worship. Yes. And then we have we have a revival night um, August twenty seventh, which is the end of August Sunday night. We just had one last Sunday. It, it, people feel food from Colorado all over just for those Sunday nights that come because the glory just really hits the place. Um, revelation knowledge, high-level revelation, prophetic, and then miracles have been breaking out. Like one, this last Sunday, a lady testified, I had a word of knowledge, I saw a pacemaker in someone's heart, and she got totally healed, went back to the doctor, and the doctor told her, what happened? You don't even need to come back to me anymore. You don't even need the pacemaker in your heart anymore. Just like amazing things that God's doing supernaturally in these revival meetings.
1: That's phenomenal. Wow. Okay. Well, David, okay. Uh, we, we've got the gloryzone.org for people to go. Anything else before we? Yeah. So
3: please, please keep us in prayer. The two big things 200,000 person crusade coming up this fall, and then another 100,000 plus in Nairobi, Kenya. My guy on the ground there has been getting all the key pastors of the, of the capital, and they're doing nonstop fasting prayer. And we've been financing mini crusades like 2,000, 3,000 people. To lead up to the hundred thousand plus in November, so this is all this is national. Like everyone, the president, everybody will know what's going on. It's going to explode Kenya, and then Pakistan really needs revival right now.
1: Really, so really good. Yeah, yeah. And the prayers are just as important as the support, financial support. Totally. So please do both well that. All right, uh, David. Thank you so much. I appreciate
3: oh, it. I forgot. Oh, if you want to get the book, they have a
1: book. Oh yeah, go box. for it. Yeah, well, um, tell about the book. Yeah, we'll show that.
3: Yes, yeah, Secrets of the Glory. So this is a book where if I were to mentor you, mentor you one-on-one, like how do you move in the glory in the prophetic where you're prophesying to governments? How does that open up? How do you get in the glory and creative miracles happen when you're in the glory versus just laying hands on people? How do finances work supernaturally in the glory like Elijah had versus just normal finance? So this book is like the upgrade. If you want that, you can get a PDF or the physical. Also, Secrets of the Glory.
1: And, and and Sid Roth wrote the foreword. Talk talk about your relationship with Sid. You've de- how is that? How did that come about? That you guys do a lot. You do a lot with Sid. When I was on the mission
3: field in France, I would watch Sid, and the Lord told me you're going to be friends with this guy. I thought, oh wow, that would be amazing. I, I to me, I looked up to him. I moved to the U.S. within 24 hours of hitting back the U.S. soil, moving back to America. Sid calls me. I said, how did you get my number? Oh, I, I someone sent me your book. I didn't send it. And I want you on my show. Can you come tomorrow on my radio show? Get on that show. Then he goes, can you come on my TV show? And that's just how it happened. Then he found out I was also doing Jewish outreach. And he said, you're the only other guy I know doing that, like I'm doing. And that's kind of how we hit it. So we call him like our Jewish uncle. He's been in our house. And we know him many years. Many times he'll call me. What do you think of this? I'm just certain, I'm sensing this. or What do you think about this minister? I want to bring him on, but I don't know. And if I know the guy, I'll go, oh, yeah, he's great. Or I'll go, oh, yeah, watch out. There's... Some yeah. issues. So, like, we're that close where he trusts me and I trust him, and it's a friendship like that. I mean, we go yeah. on a show, I go on a show and stuff, but it's more like a friendship.
1: That's like, so just, good,
3: not just about you know, some people just use him to get on a show. It's yeah, not like it. it's just like a, a friendship. You
1: know? So good, so good, so good. All right, well, mm-hmm. reminder that Barry Weinch will be with us tomorrow, which is Thursday. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, but you're going to see Barry on Thursday, so don't miss Barry. As you know, his revelation is getting sharper and sharper all the time, and more details as well. So, all right, David, thanks so much. God bless you, and thank so need, much. To you. Thank you so much, and we will see you all tomorrow. Bye bye. All right, blessings.
0: This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams Podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at eleven a.m. Pacific Time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com/slash give to become a partner today.